What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. New podcast. Who this? Who this? podcast. Who this be? Welcome to Keeping Up with the Cylons. Shut your cake hole. No. Keeping Up with the Cardassians. A proud member of No Podcast Network. Yet. Yet. Question mark? We're single and we're ready to mingle. <laughs> welcome. This is Nick. This is Rob. This is Joe. Hey, and welcome everyone to our podcast. We're happy to have you here. Uh, it's been a while. It's been two weeks, and uh, before this podcast, we were unfortunately having premature conversation, and it was on. It, it, we were almost uh, ruining all the good material before we started. We have good material? No, we don't. We don't. Why start now? Because our good material is based off of bad material, the Rolling Stone article. But we're going to get to that shortly. I thought you meant Cylons. How dare you, sir? How dare you? So anyways, I mean, uh, he's not wrong. welcome to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, we are a pop culture podcast that covers everything from sci-fi to to Marvel to comics, comics music. to music to bad TV shows like Lost to new music videos. Excuse uh, and, me, sir. Scrubs. Oh, yeah. Now, now we're talking. Okay. There I you hate all of you. And, and, uh, and Newsroom. Newsroom is so good, though. Newsroom is, newsroom is, is solid. I can't even mock the newsroom. No. I found a, a newsroom TikTok page, and I forgot how... There's a TikTok page? Well, where they post like small clips of it okay. and everything, and I just forgot how good it really was. It's been a couple of years since I've watched it. And it's, it's, so, like, it's so good. Uh, and it was it's been a couple one, of weeks for me. It was the one where Sloan accidentally uh, basically misreported something about Fukushima, and he oh, was yeah. lighting into her and telling her she had to lie about it and everything. And, that was so good. Sloan is incredible, too. I like Sloan. Spoilers for Rob. No, that was the first season. That was the first season. Fukushima. I got through, I got through the whole first season. Oh, okay. okay. Recorded. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so I think you said that, but I, I, as, a general, you as a general rule, I wipe my mind clean of everything that you guys say. That's after, a good point. After That's we record. But anyways, our first half of our show, we always talk about all that good stuff. And the second half of the show is where we usually review a TV show. We just got done reviewing Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And I'm sad. R.I.P. Deep Space Nine. It was it was good. It was a good run. It was a good run. Um, and then now now we're moving on to one of the best science fiction shows of all time. Doing Deep Space Nine again? 
Battlestar Galactica. Oh, dude, I watched Babylon Five. Yeah, you did. Oh no, yeah. that's unfortunate. I watched. Um, I watched Stargate. Actually, I got Stargate SG One. Stargate SG One. Yeah, exactly. Because you know it's got it's got all the weird, uh, weird letters and numbering in there. So, Very so when I was when I was younger, uh, younger like when these shows were newer, they all seemed the same to me. I agree like, to a certain extent. Uh, like Battlestar Galactica, Stargate SG One, Star Trek uh, would the, be Voyager at the yeah. time, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were all around at the same and enterprise. Like, I knew, I I knew of Deep Space Nine, so I'm like, all these shows have numbers in them, and they're. I'm like, I don't know what's going on right Bab- now. Yeah, yeah. Like, where do I? I don't, even start? I don't know. Are they all interconnected? I don't. Star Trek SG One, five, five. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we're in a great day. A great day where we start reviewing the greatest science fiction show of all time. The greatest. We just did that. No. The second greatest science fiction show of all time. Mm, we'll find out. Do so you think this is second greatest? You got to give it time. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm not going to tell you if it started good or not. Okay. Well, we're kind of have to do that later. We're, you're, yeah. We're <laughs> well, gonna have to. I'm going to let you know. I'm not telling you. <laughs> so I'm not b- telling you. Before we dive into that list, because Joe's doing a little last minute research. Rob and I have to talk about something very Absolutely important. Absolutely, we do. I'm, you, I'm glad we didn't stick around to do it yesterday either. No, we didn't. We, we like, the movie ended and we're like, boom, go no our loop. separate ways. We were gone. Yeah. Um, we had a Oh, man. you guys are doing something without me again? Yeah, we, uh, had, a, we had a mate. Sir, yeah. you were invited and you said nay. Uh, this is hearsay. No, no. No, it, we actually have text messages. We have text messages. And guess what? It's going to end up on the YouTube oh, broadcast. You should, yeah, you should screenshot that and put it up there. Totally right? going to do it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it said, "No, screw you guys. I'm well, I'm I'm cutting well, my hair for my own sanity. I deleted all those text messages. Okay. Well, luckily, so, I have that. Anyways, Rob and I went on a mandate, and first of all, I got second base. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. I got the home run. Ooh, Rob so. playing hard to get then, huh? Well, you know what? I was okay with second base. I want to take it slow. Um, and uh, we saw we saw a great movie starring David Harbor." Called Violent Night. Violent Night was superb. It was truly a Christmas miracle. It really was. It was possibly one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Easily. Oh Easily. my god! It's so. You know what the what was so good about it though is it actually had like a cute little message in there with the it little did. girl with Santa. It snuck it in there. Yeah, it really did. And and Santa being kind of disillusioned was really cool. So spoilers for this movie, just for the record. I thought we're not allowed to do that for a week. But by the time, oh yeah, that's a good point. Forty-eight hours, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Anyway, it's a it's a it's an action comedy movie. Like you know what you're gonna get. Santa dies. <sighs> you spoiled it. Yeah, spoiled it. Santa dies. But, I did. Uh, he had a great Santa laugh as well because he, it was always worked in there when he was like just killing someone. Ho ho ho! It was more subtle than that, yeah. too. The ho, ho, ho wasn't so pronounced. No, it wasn't. It was just kind of slightly worked in. I like Subtle hoes? Subtle hoes. I, I love a subtle ho. I like the fact they worked in. He was a former Viking warrior. Yeah. So, with, with a hammer called Skull Crusher. Yeah. And he was telling the kid, he's he's uh, romancing Skull Crusher to this child. It's it's fantastic. And the, yeah. And the, the, the kid's like, oh, Skull Crusher. You have Skull Crusher. It was, it was so much fun. It was. I. It was. It's kind of what when Fat Man came out. What I was kind of expecting out of that, and you didn't get that. I didn't get that. Although I did like Fat Man. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This was kind of what I was expecting out of that, and it it nailed it out of the park. It was a lot of fun. 
It actually had a really good release uh, on the Thursday release. It oh, did made, it? Oh, wait. It says uh, it's made around $10 million from 3,200 theaters in the opening week, weekend, which is actually not bad for it. $10 million? Yeah. Its it budget is nothing. That, I got to say, the budget can't be much. No. I bu- know, but that seems like... No, I, I, I feel like uh, movies can like take their... The cushions off their couch and find ten million dollars. Yeah. Not not this day and age. That's done. Like we went to the million, theater. Ten million is nothing. I know. the The reviews are not good by the critics. Really, Metacritic is because well, critics are garbage. Fifty five. They out don't. Of critics don't like movies like this. No, they don't. Because it's not. It's not meant to. It's you know, it's not, funny. This movie was fun, and Nick liked it. I did. Wow. I did. Yeah. I did. But like movies like this, and I know I haven't seen it, but I know that this movie isn't really going to say something. There's no bigger thing that it's it's saying about it's just fun action probably yeah don't mess with santa is what right. it's saying so no. the critics are like well it's not it's they don't they don't critics don't like shit like this but they should because they should because they have a critics have a stick up their ass the whole all the time they really do and, and movies like this just kind of just relax go to the movie and see a fun movie about santa just destroying people and john Leguizamo was in it he came out of hiding for it Oh yeah, he did. He was kind of cheesy, but I think that's was the intent. Did you see the movie? Yeah. I did mean, you just call John Leguizamo's character cheesy? I know when when Santa takes a candy cane and and sucks it into a, a point and, and shanks sta- shanks everyone with Come it. On. Oh my gosh, it's so great! It's awesome, it's so great. It is uh, the wood chipper. Oh gosh. Okay, so how does it compare to um, better Silent Night, Deadly Night? Better. Better. By Did far. you know I was going to ask that one? Uh, I didn't know that one because that one is a big hit. There's only like, but one that or... one is more serious, right? Like that one's like about a psych, a psychotic person who yeah. dresses up yeah. as Santa. No, this is about That's Santa a great, Claus. I love that movie. Though. This is about the Santa Claus, not the that, one, the one Santa Claus. No he's, fakes, no pretenders. He's truly Santa Claus, and I love how all the time he's like Christmas magic. I have no idea how it works. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so good. I give that uh, a solid uh, a nine out of ten. I really, say I'm right there with you because yeah. I enjoyed it that much. I, it was what I wanted to perfection. And the and uh, Beverly D'Angelo was amazing as the the mom, the yeah. matriarch of the family. The family was incredible. I will say the one thing I wish one of the the characters would have bit it. The sister? No, the son. The son. Oh, I know because of what he did. Like he's kind of a dirtbag. Even no, if, no, I'm talking about the one, the uh, oh, the, the, the influencer. Oh, hashtag blast. Hashtag blast. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, he can rot in hell. So, anyways, go see Silent Night or Violent Night. It's really good. And then tell us what you thought of it. Yes, we have a phone number and we have social medias for that. Yeah, we do. We have all those things and more. Yeah. No, well, seven three four four nine four zero nine eight zero. Yeah, I'd love to hear your reviews. I'd love to hear your thoughts. We have one to play today. We do. Oh my gosh, we do. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna like it that it's getting played. But we we play them all. Yeah, we play them all. We're whores like that. Yeah, we are. But seriously, I'd love to hear your reviews. I think that would be a lot of fun to hear. It would be. It would be. We'd like that. Uh. So anyways, moving on from uh, vi- Violent Night, we go into something else that makes some of us feel very violent on Hold on. Here. I want to say uh, that I just want to give a plug. While we were off, uh, you guys may not have podcasted, but I certainly I did. tried. Marv didn't let no. me on. No, he did. No, he didn't. I told him that you said to get bent and that you didn't want to take part in his podcast. I was in the queue going oh. like, really, dude? Did you just call it a queue? 
Okay. Well, all right. I mean, is that what it is? It's a cue. Yeah. Gosh, bro. I hate when people call lines cues. Oh, we were we were all in a queue to to check out. Just call no, a line, bro. Well, that's a line. line. A queue is for like when you're waiting for a, a roller ride. coaster. That's a queue. It's a line. You're queued up. It's no, you're queued up to get on. All right. Here we, all right now. <sighs> the br- anyway, the so I got to you're sit just down. being contrary. You are. You are. So you were on. His yes, podcast. I got to sit down with um with Marv. Uh, his podcast. You sat down po- with Russ. No, with Rob. Okay. I was going to say Rob and Marv. Rarv. Rarv. Uh, Pods Like Us. Okay. This is his podcast. And we sat down and talked about Christmas TV memories yeah. and like general uh, Christmas memories and, and stuff around this time of year. Yeah. Um, it was myself. It was Marv. It was Darren from My Guest List Pod. Okay. Which he has. He's a, another uh, podcast who... Um, does sort of like podcast reviews, a podcast about podcasts. Yeah. And he has people on from those podcasts to kind of talk to them about it. And he hasn't had us on. Well, I think he will now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other guy was Snow from a podcast called Seeking Tarot. It's a tarot card podcast. I was guessing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that there was a podcast uh, category that was more niche than ours. <laughs> I would say there's probably a lot more more niche than us. Well, tarot is Tarot's cer- about certainly. as niche as you get. Yeah, and uh, but his he he was he was cool because he doesn't he didn't really celebrate Christmas. He's Wiccan, so he celebrates Yule. So he, I kind of got a little bit of that explained to me, uh, which was interesting. But they were everybody was cool. We had a lot of a lot of fun talking about our different perspectives. I, um, Snow is in I think Nebraska. Marv is obviously in the UK, and then Darren is in Australia. Wow. So it was. We like, covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we hit like the the four corners of the uh, the earth. That's all right. So it was it was cool to see a different perspectives about like Darren. Like they celebrate in summer essentially, so it's completely like they have hot weather and all this all these different. It's like it's like it's flipped yeah. from what we're used to. But all the all the they get American content, so they he so Christmas to him like looks. Like snow and all that stuff because of all the films and movies and well, TV for sure. and all all, all the like, influence. Oh yeah, all the influence from like Western culture, and then pff, it's like you know eighty ninety degrees outside and they're sweating and yeah, it's interesting. That's why I always thought Christmas in Florida would always be weird. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah, I I, I, I like having the snow, the cold, and and the thing is, even here, we don't really have a snow a lot of the time on Christmas. No, I was thinking about this the other day, and, and like I I wanted did last year, I think. Yeah, it, it's very little. It's sporadic now. Like you, it, it used to be all. The I time. don't know if if it was like this when we were growing up, or we're just we just have this. Uh, we're like retroactively making it, it. Yeah, like retroactively making it snow around Christmas in uh, our memory. I think it did. But I think I feel like it snowed a lot more around Christmas when we were younger. And in I December, w- in general. Yeah. And it just yeah. I want I, I wanted to sort of map out like the average temperatures in the December since we were like each of us were born. It was I don't know. I feel like it doesn't snow as as often around Christmas now. But when it when it does, it's it's perfect. Yeah, agree. It, it is. It when is. is that? Uh, when is Marv releasing that? I don't. I, I I don't. I don't know when it's coming out. I think it's it's got to be within the next week or so. I hope so. Um, cause he just did one, he just did another, he just did, released another podcast about Christmas, um, that he recorded before ours and that came out this past week. So I'm going to guess in the next week or two. 
Perfect. Hopefully before Christmas, I would guess. Uh, his timing might be terrible. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to keep it in the can for a year. You so. said in the can. <laughs> yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I'll take your word on it. There was a lot oh, of you're not gonna listen? I'm going to listen to Fine. it. There no, was a lot of trailers. You know what? We don't want you to listen. Yeah. I don't care what you want. I'll do what I want. Joseph Marie Hosking. <laughs> How do you know my middle name? I know. I just... <laughs> It, it just kind of goes. It does get, go. Yeah. It I like does. it. It does. There were a lot of trailers this week. I'll drop like on Thursday or whatever it was. Yeah. There was uh, uh, Guardians Dark. of the Galaxy 3. Indy 5. Which I haven't watched No, the trailer for. Indy 5, which I haven't watched the trailer for. What? I haven't. That looks, that looks I never, pretty good. It could I, be fun. I yeah. never saw Crystal Skull because the it reviews were so bad. Yeah. Man. Well, if you were to go by that theory, you wouldn't have watched Violent Night. Yeah, but... Indiana Jones was perfection, and the first three were reviewed well, and the fourth one came out and was destroyed. So it's like I think I think the objective with I'm just being, just being a smart Indiana ass. Jones and it's very different, is different, very different. And the new Transformers trailer actually made the movie look like it could be entertaining. I actually watched the Transformers one. I will say that because parts I, of that looked pretty badass. Yeah, it really ups- did. I was obsessed with Beast Wars back when I was a kid. I loved Beast Wars, um, and they nailed Optimus Primal for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that one. As long as it doesn't go cheesy. Um, you know, it can be fun. It can be comedy. But, like, Michael Bay went a little too cheesy. Like, robots peeing on other robots and 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 jive-talking robots. And, and the uh, balls. What's wrong with that? It was pretty clear what he was... Sound like a jive turkey yourself. Yeah, I know. But he made he was making racist robots is what he was doing. Well, the robots weren't racist, but his interpretation of the robots was racist. I still argue the first one was great. Don't the robots hate humans? Yeah. The Decepticons Well, not all of them. Oh. Well, some of them are racist then. Wow, are you lumping all of them together? That (laughs) sounds very racist. All robots are the the same. You you people. (laughs) You robots. You You cybernetic What do you mean, you robots? Data would be so mad at you right now. You're an anti-robot? (laughs) <laughs> An anti-robot. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so a lot of movie trailers. There's going to be a lot to talk about in the future here. Yes, there movies. is. Um, Super Mario Brothers movie? You know, I watched the trailer for it, and I was I was okay with that last trailer. It's okay. The, the newer it's the... trailer. I still am not okay with Chris Pratt's voice. Nope. Um, but Luigi was cool already. Just that little bit of Luigi I was a fan of. Did you watch the... Oh, my God. I have no interest in that movie. There was a rainbow ride moment there uh with the yeah there there rain, there's rainbow road there's rainbow mario road. kart there was, it was a fight with donkey kong on a traditional donkey yep. kong set which, oh really yeah which looked pretty funny um the princess looked pretty cool too who plays the princess i don't know uh was it it was if i felt like elizabeth banks or something like that i mean i wouldn't be surprised the mario brothers movie no not the old one the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, Anya Taylor Joy. Okay, from uh, King's Gambit. I prefer to think of her from the movie Split. Oh yes, yes, that was a good one. That was a great movie. That was a weird one. I loved it, but it was good. I, she's got some like her eyes. Are, you have my you have my Blu-ray. I think I do. That's why that's why that movie sounds familiar because I was I was unpacking some things in the basement uh, the other day. And I'm like, Split, what is this movie? I don't think I've ever seen it. And why do I have you need to why do I have the Blu-ray? And I'm like, I bet you Rob gave this to me. It's fantastic. You need to watch it. 
Okay. Split. That was the sequel. I give it to you to watch, was, uh, Joe. That was based off of the Unbreakable series, right? How'd that, how'd that go for you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it had, no, I got you a Scrubs, though. So It had uh, Professor a Xavier bitch. in it. Uh, McAvoy. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, next important thing that we really want to talk about. TV theme songs. Rolling Stones the other day released the best TV theme songs. The 100 best. All time. All time best TV theme songs. And already I know we're off to a bad start when I see number 100 on that list is WandaVision. I'm 100% on board with you. As soon as I saw 100 as WandaVision, I was like, okay, what is this list doing? It should doing? not even have qualified for this list because it's there's nothing really to it. Well, it's, it's like Peacemaker was on there, and I love the Peacemaker opening, but there's no history to it yet. Well, I think it's okay if there's no history to it. But even Peacemaker, I would say it's not about the theme song. It's about the dancing that makes the theme song so but good. But doesn't it say theme song? I know it says that's what that's the thing. So Peacemaker probably should not be on there because if you don't have the video happening and you just have the audio, you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, are you going to identify it with Peacemaker? Like if you hear different strokes, you're going to be like, oh, that's different strokes. Well, it's not even that. It's like, uh, is it catchy? It's not that catchy. Like Three's Company at 98, first of all, is a joke. That should be way higher. There's a lot of jokes on this list. Uh, uh, at, their, at their rink. Yep. Uh, okay, so... And the Partridge family is, uh, no, that's, I'm okay with that. New Girl at 94, is that high or low? That's way high. Way high. Way high. Wait, sorry, way, yeah, way high. Wait. Wait. It's too high for it. It shouldn't even be on the list. I agree. It shouldn't even be on the list? It shouldn't be on the list. I agree. I Dream of Genie at 93. I know. Again, bump it down, way down the list. That should be in the top 50, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I get, me personally, I tend to lean towards, Older, the older themes because yeah. they they were just better, but they also they also uh, impregnated uh, like the society. They're in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. So like that, you everyone some, knows it. They hum, people hum these as if they're just out there, and yeah. and then la- it's only later on sometimes you realize, oh, that was the theme for this TV show. Yeah. So uh, Walking Dead at ninety is that too high or too low? Uh, I never watched The Walking Dead, so I don't so, know. So I think their theme song is really good, but again, I I don't know if it's again that cultural zeitgeist. Like I don't know if people would know it if they heard it. I I probably couldn't pick it out. So to me, to me, newer shows don't really have good uh, theme songs anymore. They're they're more like just little little like TikTok, well, I mean, uh, like maybe fifteen to twenty seconds. Like some of these songs, like. Have full their full songs with full lyrics and like verses and choruses and like full house. Yeah, like uh, Dukes of Hazard, which was criminally low on the list. Yes, or high. You know what I mean? It was it was low. It was low on the list. Just yeah. some good old boys. That that get, song get, was classic. I, I get I get why people don't like the show anymore, or or whatever. Uh, I personally have always loved that show. Me too. I think I will always love that show. And that is one to me. That's a top ten theme song. Absolutely, absolutely. Never meaning no harm. It's so. It's just so. As soon as you hear it, you're like, I know what I'm. I know what's happening. I, like, I want to jump in the general yep. and go. Green Acres at eighty. Oh, Green. I want. I want to. Um, I want to stop. Eighty nine chips. Yeah. No, 
Oh, the Olympics. A- the, the Olympics the at, 80, at 89. John Williams. Da, 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 right? That's, so that's like every – people all over the world know that. Right. So if the Olympics is on there for a sporting event, what about Monday night footballs? Long dun, 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 I know. Dun, 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 I mean, dun, dun, are every, you ready dude, for some football? Dude, shut up. I think everybody knows that song. Yeah, and everybody knows the one that Nick just said. That's mm-hmm. the, the inferior. But if we're gonna do that, what about NBA on NBC? What about ESPN? <laughs> John, John Tesh. John, John Tesh version. Yeah. <laughs> what about Oh my so, gosh! That's so, yes, that's hype. That is so good that, that they re- go they retired it girls. and they brought it back for Olympic basketball. Oh really? Because I think NBC still owns the rights to it, so they they have it for Olympic basketball. Oh, I would bring it back too. That's a good call. Um, you got Stranger Things at eighty eight. Hmm. I I I think that one's pretty good. I think that's okay. Uh, Big Bang Theory at eighty seven. I'm okay with that. I I think it deserves to be top hundred. I think I'm I'm fine with where it's at. You know what I'm, I'm not okay with? 86. Flintstones. Where are the Flintstones? I took Where my Flintstone my... vitamin this morning. And nice. 85. Are you 10 million strong? Yeah. And, and growing. growing. 85 is uh, Dallas's theme. Oh, that's not good. That should be higher. I think it should be It should be better on the list because I never watched the show, but I know that theme. Everyone knows that theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego theme song is amazing. Yeah. Do it, Rockapella. <laughs> I think Phineas and Furby's Where on there. I'm perfectly the fine with. Where in the world is common San Diego? You're fine San with it being Diego. on there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the 70s or 80s. I think that's about where it should be because that's a great theme. Was it on? I didn't see. Is it? What, what number? Seven, 70. Okay, I'm fine with it. Anywhere in the top, or anywhere in the second 50. I have, uh, okay, so let's go in the 60s here real quick. Dawson's Creek. And I know it's going to sound like a homer, but honestly, I picked anything from the from the CW or Whatever that is, I, I think the Smallville theme stands out more. The, the save, save me thing—it just pops more. The thing and it's been made fun of more. So the thing is with a couple of these and Dawson's Creek, uh, the one Dawson's Creek, the Wonder Years, Big Bang Theory. Um, I think there's a couple other ones on here. The OC, which we'll get to, but so those That's ones way are, too high. but they're, well, those yeah, are actual songs. Yeah, but they're not. So songs. so should they qualify? I think it's fine that they qualify, but I think that's why they're viewed better because they were actual songs. And as soon as you hear that song, you think of that show, whereas you're not going to hear the Smallville theme on the radio in 1997. Right. You're going to hear Paula Cole singing, I don't want to wait. And then you're going to be like, oh, I love to be older. You're like, oh, Joey and Pacey and Dawson and... I actually that never popped in my head when I heard that song. Creepy what popped in my head teachers. was change the change the radio station. <laughs> I am not okay with this list having Mad Men at seventy nine. It's top fifty. Mad Men's theme song is absolutely a banger. Mm-hmm. It should be top fifty, especially when the drums start going in there. Oh yeah, what's happening? I don't know. Someone's talking to us. Someone's talking to us. Um, okay, it's, it's, so, you, it's yours. Is it? Yes, it's yours. Um, you got it. Where do you got it? Okay, right here. Yes. Okay. There's, Mash. There's, hold, this, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We haven't got to fifty-five because there's a few before that. Full House at number sixty-nine. Everywhere I, you, you look, you should just stop reading the list right now. That is not. That is a top twenty-five theme song of all time. I but, agree. It's it's probably too low on the list, depending on how you want to look at the list. Full House is. It was catchy as hell. 
Yeah, and it was part of that perf that golden age of TV theme songs from like the yep. mid '80s to the early '90s. They nailed it back then. They absolutely they were home run every single time. Yeah, so much so that even the parodies of those. Oh, it's not going through the right thing. Oh, so, keep, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Keep. So anyway, so even the, even the parodies of these makes the list, and it's way too high. But there's a parody. Evening TV. It's a, oh, it's this is a, a whole song. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole. That's what I'm saying. They, these are whole songs. I, this wasn't a radio song, but it was. Some of these theme songs were whole songs that were fleshed out. Yep, exactly. Now I think 55 is criminal. Yeah. For MASH? Yeah, being where it is. I think 64 for The Wonder Years is also criminal. Oh, my gosh. The Wonder Years should be almost top 20. Top 20. And I know that I'm... Uh, so, Rob, you, you were a homer for Smallville. I think Seinfeld at 56 is criminal. I'm okay yeah. with that. Seinfeld is top 50. No, Every, bro. You you know the baseline to it that. It doesn't make everybody, it... it doesn't everybody make it knows crazy. the baseline to it. It's classic. It's... No. You you're out of your mind. You guys are out of your mind. <laughs> you're out of your mind. I don't even have a mind. So jokes on you. Uh, they have Fraser way too high though. 50, Actually, maybe why not. Is, why is Lost on there at all? At fifty four, Lost doesn't have a song. It does. It's it's bong. Yeah, that shouldn't be on yes, there. I don't like Lost on there at all. Okay, I so there are so many egregious In entries on color here. At fifty two, I think the the most egregious. Of one that I like that I wish was higher, I think of all of them on here, I think it's Sesame Street at Oh, my 50. gosh. Sesame Street should be top five. A hundred percent. Top five. Sesame Street should be top five, and it's at number 50. You're telling me there's 49 other shows, and I've you're telling me the uh, Succession at 25 is better than Sesame Street? Get out of here. Was Weeds on here at all? No. No. Weeds should have been on this list for sure. Law and Order at 43. I I love I think it's I think it's top it's top fifty I, I'm okay with it SpongeBob at forty two Come on what Sponge Oh come on Law SpongeBob Law is, Order. SpongeBob is generational I feel like Law and Order should be higher though It could be higher I don't Dun 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 I'm a, dun. I know neither one of you guys probably well, saw the show Hill Street Blues has one of the uh, best opening yeah. themes ever Yes and it does I think twenty seven is way too low on the list It should be much higher much better. Dude. Well, well. Here's the thing. I think I think it could be. Yeah. Come on. It's such a good song, considering the show it is too. Oh. Oh yeah. You know, this makes me want to get a cigarette out and smoke it, and just <laughs> sit in my chair and well, the thing look is, at my vinyl records. The thing, and this was before my time too, really. But the the and thing the so thing is good. with these. Is the the shows that they put ahead of it makes it like okay now I can see why now I need it higher, but uh, so okay what number was that? I don't know uh, twenty seven for Hill Street Blues. Okay, all right. So we have to mention twenty four Star Trek. How do you feel at twenty four? It needs to be top ten. It's because in the area. Everyone knows it though. Yeah, everybody it knows be it. in the top ten. There's no there on on, I don't no, know, there's room. on no planet is Star Trek a better theme song than Sesame Street. It's not a better. Well, yeah, I agree with that. And it's also not twenty six better. Oh, I got what you're saying. So I'm I'm fine with it being twenty four because okay, I think I say it's ballpark. 
And, and I mean, I guess at least it's in the top 25. And to your point, Nick, I think way back when I started on the show, I told you... Oh, no, no, not way back when I started. When we watched uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture yeah. was the first time that I really heard that. And I, and I told you, even though I didn't, I haven't watched Star Trek... I know that theme song. That theme song seemed familiar, even though I hadn't seen the movie or watched the TV show. So, to your point, yes, it is. It is something that people know without even having seen the material. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, top top twenty. Now we're really getting into. No, hold on. There's one more that really upsets me that I need to just bring. To Greatest your American oh, Hero. Oh, it's six. That se- song is. Hop. Uh, it, it's all. What? That song is great. Okay. I that was, song is phenomenal. Okay. I was I was concerned what you were going to say there. I was concerned. I, succession at 25 is like... Oh, my God. Yeah. And it, and it nails bangers. Like, I know it, it pertains to the show, too. It's I know. just how they could pick a song in Here pop culture. Here it comes. Everyone. Believe, Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could be so free. The light awake. Oh, I got the prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. George is not home. I know that's a that that might be the better version. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a bopper. I know. I'm okay with it at 29. I'm going to be honest with you, but I love that song. Yeah. Uh, so. Unbreakable. I like that one. Again, another show that I think suffers from the content of the show. Another show's song that I think suffers from the content of the show. All in the Family at 20. Uh, I, I think it should be higher, uh, mostly because it's so classic that. Family Guy ripped it off, right? To which I don't even think Family Guy's on. And it was the list. sung not, by the, it was sung by those two together, and I think that's kind of a cool thing. Like yeah, sitting around the piano singing together, mm-hmm. I, it sets you up for the tone of the show for sure. Yeah, I I love I love that I, I do love that show, but I love that theme song. I struggle with a uh, fifteen. Uh, I, I got a, I got a question. I got a yeah. question about number eighteen though. Sure, go ahead. Number eighteen is The Simpsons. Everyone knows The Simpsons. That has to be top five, right? It should be. I think once you get under like to eighteen, now we're gonna really hit the. Hit so I would say if I did a top five, Simpsons would be in there. So would Sesame Street. Um, what was another one we were just talking about? I probably would put like a. Uh, because uh, there's one in the top five that I'm I'm I might flip these tables over about. <laughs> Cheers, I think I'd put in the top five. Mister mm-hmm. Rogers, I put in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to say Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, aren't you? Yep. yep. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is a really good show, though. It, it is not a top five theme song of all time in, on no planet, in, in no in no timeline. So I think they put it there, and in, in hindsight, I think they... What is this, Pitchfork? I think they put it there <laughs> over the all-encompassing work that they had, which is wrong. They shouldn't do that. Because the whole show is a music... It's a musical, and the songs are incredible in that show. But the theme song is not the best part even the best song on that show. Okay. So how can you put that in the top five? See, I only I know that the show's a musical, but I didn't I've never seen the show. It's all I know is freaking hilarious. All I know is that there is no way that that is better than any of the ones that I wrote down here, and I probably only wrote down no way it's better than Nash, which is fifty five. I am really insulted though more that they tied Brady yes. Bunch and Gilligan's yes. Island. Don't we're, tie oh, them. Oh, we're getting we're getting ahead of Bump ourselves. Bump a song yeah. out of the list. 
Muppet Shows at 17. Muppet Show is a great, great opening. Yep. Cheers. Uh, Cheers at 13. Cheers should be top five. I think Cheers should be top 10 at least. At least top 10. Okay, number 10 is the one I was talking about. It was a parody. It's called Too Many Cooks. Have any of you seen this? No. No. It it was a show on Adult Swim. It was like a 10 or 15 minute show. All it was was the theme song. That's all it was? Yeah. It was like a 10 or 15 minute song and it was like showed all the characters. It was a complete parody of like um of like Full House, uh Family Matters, that era. And it's it's <laughs> I'll hilarious. Have to check that out. It's hilarious. It's catchy, but it's not top 10. No, not top. I 10. think it should be on the list for sure because it it's all it is is the theme song. Right. But right. it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, real quick, before you dive into any more, okay. let's take a quick break because we got more okay, to talk we'll do, about. Okay, we'll do the top 10 yeah, minus. We'll, we'll do the top 10 minus that. So let's take a quick commercial break. We will be right back, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Back into the di- back into the abyss of these theme songs. So continuing okay. onward. So have, I wrote down all 10. So at nine is the OC. Do either of you know the song Fan- California by Phantom Planet? Yeah, I know the song. It's a great song. Not a, it should not, not be not top ten theme. I don't, I don't think so either. And I will say that I I don't think um, what Nick said about earlier about do I think that it should disqualify from being on the list? I don't. I think it should disqualify it from being top ten though. I would agree with that for sure because it's all. I think creativity should play into it, and if you're adapting a using a song that's already existing now. I want to go. I want to go back to '87 Big Bang Theory. They created that song for the show, but it was an actual song. So it's kind of like a, it's a real song, right? But they created it for the show, and then it was like Barnacle Ladies released universe it, is in a right? Dark. And then um, the Wonder Years, Joe Cocker, like he had that was a song that was already out. Yeah. He'd already covered it, but like I don't, I love that song California by Phantom Planet, but I don't think it's a top ten. No. Of all time. Number eight is Friends. I think that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Fresh Prince at seven. Ooh, that's yeah, tough Fresh... to put. 
That's tough because I, I, I instinctively, instinctively well, want to put that if like, you're out in, the, in the top five. Well, and that's the thing. If you're out just walking the street in West Philadelphia and if you pointed at someone, they would go, born, born and raised. raised. Yeah. Everyone would that's know That's kind of that. why I look at like the Mission Impossible theme, how much it's just used in pop culture now. And that's why I'm like, that's when I identify these sometimes, I think about that as influencing my top 100. Yeah. I think once you get in the top 10, like with some of these, some of them shouldn't be in yeah. there like the OC. But like once you get in the top 10, you Crazy can interchange a lot yeah, of them. I agree. And people would be fine with that. If Fresh Prince was number one, that wouldn't have bugged me. Um, no, no. Um, if, you know, number six is Twilight Zone, that could easily be number one. Yep. But like, I'm everybody okay knows that. Yeah, everyone knows really, that. Really, the OC should have been number one. No. Number five, we got Mr. Rogers. Oh, I love It's just so wholesome. So, oh, gosh, man, we need a Mr. Rogers. Mr. Today. Rogers was like one of the greatest people ever. You know what? I, if I Mr. just love if, him. If it turns out Mr. Rogers was a dirtbag, I will. Don't you even. If don't you ever, even. Are like, you. Like are Bill you, Cosby, you know. I'm starting that rumor. Or like, like Tom. Are, if Tom Hanks you, or, or Mr. Rogers turns out to be a dirtbag, I'm just. It's over. Are you saying that they're a dirtbag the same way that you gave George R.R. R. Martin diabetes? I am not. No, no, I'm not willing it. Because if that happens with Mr. Rogers, my whole life is a lie. Yeah. Because Mr. Rogers, if it ever he really comes is up, an inspiration to me. Like, seeing is. how this man lives his life and how he treats people. Oh, man. And, like, the documentaries on him. That, mm-hmm. uh, the, what was it? Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, so good. He, if, it, if, it, if any of that ever came out, I feel like the whole universe would, like, fold into itself. Yeah. And just, just wrap it up. We, we would be in the Matrix. We would be. Uh, four yeah. is crazy ex girlfriend, which is a travesty. About, yeah, yeah. It, it shouldn't. Does it deserve to be on the list? According to Nick, yes. I, maybe the listeners would think so, but I don't. Top five of all I'm time. I'm trying to. Rem- I can, I'm actually That's trying insane. to remember the theme song. Um, let me try. To, let me. If you said that, you you just you know you just proved my point. You said the show was amazing. The You've show watched is, it, but I and don't... And you can't even remember the theme song. I've already said that it should not be that high. I know. That's... Okay. Whatever. Uh, three... No. Yeah, this is not a good theme song. No. It's catchy, but like it's catchy. The situation's a lot more nuanced than that. Okay, we get it. Put it on the list, fine. Just, just not. That's a sexist term. I love that. The second fifty. Put it on the second fifty somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that's better than Full House? No. That's no. better than Mash. It's not. It's that's not. better than all that at ninety-two. No. Sanford and Son. That's a good ranking for yeah. Sanford and Son. Uh, the tie at two. The tie at two me. is is irritating. Yeah, irritate. Don't tie them. Take no. something off the list like the OC. It's you know what it does. Wandavision. Wandavision. It's it's still a good song, awful. but it shouldn't be in it's, the top one hundred. They didn't tie any other one, and you're going to tie number two of all shows to tie. And then yeah. you're you're going to do a disservice to both of those shows, which have excellent theme songs. In their own right. Because everyone knows the Brady Bunch. Brady everyone Bunch knows and Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. Yeah. Ugh. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. There's a story. Sorry. And number one? Number one, the Jeffersons. Can't argue that. Nope. Nope, not at all. It just That's just such a feel-good 
It's such a great song. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. I, I agree. Number one, no problem with whatsoever. Do you guys have anything that you think should be somewhere on that 100 that was left off? To the east apartment in the sky. Oh, moving on up. Okay. Anything that should be on the list? Yeah, yeah. anything you think that, it, and it, I, it could be your homerism or whatever it might be. Anything you think should be on that list that isn't? Deep Space Nine. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I actually don't think it should. Be. No, it's not that great of a song. Uh, yeah, a couple. I, I have a short list. Uh, well, I think Family Guy should be. I think Family Guy should be on the list. I'm fine with it not being on the list. No, well, it really should. It's a uh, it's a good theme song. I think Batman the. It's, I'm gonna go, mine. All all of mine are homers. Batman the animated series. Uh-huh. <laughs> Magnum PI. Magnum PI is a good one though. Hmm. And Night Court. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was going to say Scrubs is a pretty good theme song. It is. It is a good theme song, but I don't know if it's top 100. No, it's not top 100. So I have a little known show that no one knows about. The Office. Called called Boomtown. I think The Office was on there. Wasn't it? No. The Boomtown. Hold on. Hold on a second. The Office was not in the top 100. I thought I saw it. I don't think so. If it's not in the top 100, the whole list is garbage. It's not. It's not on the list. It's not. That's okay. That I, I, I that Parks and Rec made it. Ugh. How is the Office not on the list? What? Who doesn't? Who doesn't air drum as soon as the drums come in? Yeah. I, that's so. Boomtown. Okay. Night Rider. Yeah. Night Rider's a great theme song. Dennett, Dennett, Dennett. Listen to the song. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. A Team, I thought, was interesting. Okay. Not, because, I mean, everybody knows that opening. A Team. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that opening. Mm-hmm. And then one I'm, I'm okay, it's on the list, but I kind of struggle with because Homer, G.I. Joe. I'm okay it's not on the list, but I really want it. You know what needs to be on there? Transformers. More See, I, than I, meets the eye. I don't, that's a good one. I don't know if it's because of our personalities. Because we're I, nerds? Yeah, but I feel like there should be more animated shows that are on that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's a great is, one. I think is another well, solid one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja. Welcome back, Cotter. It's yeah. on there. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was confused. I was- <laughs> I was scared. I was. Scared. I noticed. So there was a couple of them. There were. But like, they had the Flintstones on there, but they didn't have uh, the uh, Jetsons. Jetsons. Family Matters. I might be okay with that the one. X Files theme song. It's on there. Oh, X Files was on there. Dang. Now, Family Matters. To me, if they're putting Full House at number sixty-nine, which I think <laughs> for the wholesome show that that is, is perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that Family Matters is going to get on the no, list. No, that's no, using that scale. I was actually the one. Actually, I didn't mention it, but Laverne and Shirley, I didn't think was high enough. Okay, I I think Laverne and Shirley should have been higher. Again, I like all these classic shows with because that was a, that was an era when part of the show was having you didn't have a good show unless you had a good theme song to go with it. Right, right. that's how you rope people into it. I think in some some aspects. When, if you introduce somebody to a new show, the theme song got them. Yeah. 
I actually uh, I think Community should have been in that list. I love Community theme song. Op- I don't know how The Office isn't on the list. That's a, that blows my mind. That blows my mind. All right, so we've we've talked a lot about this list, gentlemen. We're at the forty five minute mark. But I feel like, I feel like that list hits our show like perfectly. Like we talk about a lot about current TV, classic TV, yeah, theme songs, yeah. So I think we I, I, exhausting yeah. that list. Is important. Is important. That's what you folks have called. Yeah, for. that's what you. Yeah, that's why. That's you what you get when you tune us. into this show. You get an exhaustive rundown of the one hundred. You, you get the opinion of three white guys, right? And I know you don't hear that enough. All right, so uh, we we need to dive into a show review now. So we should take. Let's take our last commercial break of the show, and then we will be right back with a review of by far the greatest show of all time. Sign up. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're starting a new television show today. We're what? Start, we're starting Battlestar Galactica. It's Bebel on 5. You're saying it wrong. Battle, so, but we're starting with the miniseries, because as you may know, if you are a fan of Battlestar Galactica, it started off as just a miniseries, and they weren't going to do anything else. They just did the miniseries, and the reception was so great that a year later, they're like, you know, we're going to pick this up and make this a TV show. So they picked it up a year later and made it a show. So anyways, we, get, we have the uh, miniseries, and I'll just sum it all together. Part one and part two, okay. because, you know, it's okay. So uh, there's it's been 40 years. Uh, there, there was a, an armistice between the 12 colonies of Kobol and the Cylons, and there's been an armistice, and they've been ignoring each other. All of a sudden, the Cylons launch a surprise nuclear attack and basically try to wipe out everyone. Um, uh, the cause of this was Dr. Gaius Baltar uh, with the help of... Uh, Trisha Helf- Helfer's character, who her character is number six, is what her name is. Um, but he didn't know he was doing it. Uh, meanwhile, the Battlestar Galactica is going to be retired into a museum um, because it's basically uh, like a, an, a, an antique. It doesn't use modern computers, doesn't use any technology at all in it because uh, their commander is paranoid. Well, luckily, because the commander was paranoid, that's the only ship that survives the attack because uh, they uh, didn't use computers, and that's how they got into it. Um, gosh, there's a lot to sum up in this. So that so that happens, and then uh, part two, uh, the, the the Cylons locate the human fleet. Uh, they try to kill them, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't happen. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. At the reg- oh, they go to a space station so they can load up on ordnance to get back into the fight. And uh, uh, Adama gets stranded on there with another guy. It turns out that guy is a Cylon. He, he, this is where they learn that Cylons can look like humans. Um, he gets back on the ship and starts telling people. He has a conversation with the new president, Rosalind, which says, we lost the war. If we're going to survive, we've got to start making babies. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got to make some babies. Uh, so then, uh, they decide that they're going to make a run for it. And, uh, the fleet is all down. They're all depressed. They're at a funeral and Adama gets up there and he says, cheer up, bros. 
I know where Earth is. We're going to Earth. We're going to the 13th lost colony because there's 13 total colonies. Mythical. We're going to Earth. I know where it's at. I'm the only one who knows where it's at. And uh, in a side conversation, Rosalind goes, you don't really know where it's at. And he's like, nah. Nah. God, no. God, I mean, cool. God, no. Hope is important. They need to hope for something. They're going to hate me someday for lying to them, but right now the hope will su- sustain them. Yeah, but they'll be dead by then. Yeah, so. they'll be done. At the end of the episode, uh, Cylons reveal themselves. Uh, they pick up one of their guys uh, who was stranded on Ragnar Station. And then, Good guess, by the way. And out walks <laughs> Boomer, um, indicating that she is a Cylon as well. That bitch. That, yeah. And so ends the miniseries of Battlestar Galactica. So say we all. So say we all. So that's one of the things that I said a lot back in the day. So say we all. And Frack. I, I love, know. I, love I, I'm, I was, I was picking this up. I'm like, that son of a bitch was laying the, the groundwork for this shit months, it's years slow ago. Rolling it. I love their use of Frack. It's incredible. Like, what a frack way, you. What a way to get around the censors. Like, it's yeah. pretty impressive, man. Because they're potty mouths in that show. Because they say Frack all the time. Frack you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, there. So I don't we, like the use of frack. You don't. You, no. you don't like it. No, it, it seems cheesy. It seems like cheap sci-fi. It's like, not. It's not the first show that's done that. I know, but it's like. But they gotta have their own language. Yeah, it's another planet. Oh, is they it, do. They're all it, speaking English, but they gotta have their own that, language. Is it okay. Just that it's so close to the other word. Yes, it sounds like. Why don't they just say, oh, "Frick!" Gosh Some, darn gosh, it! Gosh darn it! Oh gosh! This oh stinks. fudge! Uh, right. It's like it's like watching. Uh, Die Hard on the CW. They're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yippee those, those, hey, mother friender. Right. It's like those cheap, those cheap edits for like, uh, for like family TV. Yeah. Like just don't show the movie. Right, right, right. I get that. Okay, I can see It didn't that. take a lot away, but I was like, uh, every time, every time. Initially, used to it. initially I struggled Starbucks with it. Every time Starbucks said it. But by the, by the second episode, I was like, all right. I yeah, you'll like, get used to it after I, I'm a while, used to it now. All right, I guess this is what we're doing Just then. like the so say we all, you get used to it, and then you're like, that's a kind of a cool saying. I actually like No, I, I don't mind that. So say we all. Have your, having your own, like, sayings, and I mean, what is, what is their god, Cobol? Right? Yeah. The lords of Cobol. So the that, lords of Cobol. Yeah, so they that, have all kinds of different ones. They so that's their religion. The, they follow the Greek gods, which is why yeah. they use like Athena and you know all these Starbuck. Other, yeah, no, oh, not Starbuck. But, <laughs> They're worshiping the gods. Yeah, yeah, the retail gods. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, Starbuck. Here's Target. <laughs> <laughs> Meyer, come forth. <laughs> so, okay, before we before we I, before I like break it down as a whole. I, I like I liked it. I just didn't understand because you said that this was meant to be just these two as a miniseries, and they and that was going to be it. That's my potentially. Under- that's my understanding of it. I could be wrong. I well, I don't. I'm not saying you're wrong, but if that was the intention, I don't like how it ended. Then because it's showing en- Boomer is the oh, and because just it running. En- well, yeah, like the end is like the ending of this says we have way more to say yeah. about this. Dot dot dot. Right. If it took them a year to pick it up and do something, I would have been like, "What the? Hell? I want to know so much." It'd be like the if the first episode of Lost aired, and they're oh, like, yes. oh, we're done for a year." Like you don't get to you don't get to know anything. Yeah, you'd be like, "What? There was that was such a great show, but like, what ha- what happens next?" Okay, here we go. Okay, it says. Uh... 
So in 2002, Universal Pictures approached, David Eck approached Ronald Moore about a new four-hour Battlestar Galactica miniseries. Moore developed the miniseries with Eck writing the scripts and updating the old series, also developing a backstory that could work for a regular weekly series should the miniseries be successful. So in other words, the miniseries was designed to be a launching off point. So if this works, you get a show. If it doesn't, this is the end. Of okay, it. so it's a thing. So it's a, it. I guess they're doing it as if like if this doesn't work, then it just sort of like evaporates into the ether, and exactly. nobody even it cares just anyway. Goes away, no one cares. Okay, because Let's, there was a lot of thought that this would not work but if at it, all. But if it does work, you've you've laid the foundation exactly. for something that you can yeah, build on. Because okay, because the original Battlestar Galactica was such a cult phenomenon, which it's super cheesy. I went back and tried to watch it after I watched this one, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. It was made on 70s budget. It was was meant to be a Star Wars ripoff, kind of. Um, And, you know, they made some major changes, like Starbuck went from a male to a female, and, like, people were pissed. She got death threats, actually, um, for playing this character. Really? She got snail mail. I know. Yeah. That's... Which is, That's when you know it's serious. I'm gonna stay, take time out of my day. I'm gonna I'm gonna get arthritis writing because yeah. you gotta. That's uh, angry well, that's writing. What Star Wars did with uh, with uh, what's her name who played Ray, and then also it also Finn. They got death threats and all did that they? stuff. Yeah, they did. Really, they had the audacity to be female and black. I know. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Um, this, so I, I, that's I, how it launched. Was the Cylon Nerd spy fandom. part of the original series, like the Cylon plant or the, the one that's in his head? No, no, that's oh. a that's a whole new thing. So, what do you think of that? Did you did you find it cheesy? Yes, yes. Okay, I, I you don't need to do that. I fi- I just found it un I found it unnecessary. Okay, because every I don't I mean I guess for the plot point of like her manipulating him, mm-hmm. you need to find a way for her to be around more. You need to find a way for her to be around almost all the time yeah. in, in his conscience. Um, but it, it did feel a little bit cheesy. Okay. Because okay. I, I thought... And overdone. Overused. Yeah. Well, well, she was hot, was, so I don't... I, I don't think they were... The whole point is they were establishing it, right? And so you, they kind of had to overdo it at first. They probably had to force feed it. You're right, but... And, I yeah, don't, I don't know. I totally dug the scene where she was trying to give him a handy and <laughs> he yeah. zoned out. And, and it, I, I like the fact that he, because usually when when shows do this, the character is just kind of zoned out. That he's not actually acting out like what's yeah, it's happening. Not actually, but he's really there. But he was like, like oh. really, he was like actually acting it out. I'm like, all right, well, this is <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> that was a pretty funny scene. But I thought the Cylons were were as as a foe as an enemy. I think they're very well well done. Yeah, setting it up uh, with how serious. Uh, you need to take them. Yeah, in, almost immediately, right? Right. I mean, they basically wipe everything out. The one thing I really did enjoy was how they showed their utter domination of them without actually showing anything. Because again, this was made after September 11th, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's basically showing how people reacted to this extremely traumatic event without actually being there in that moment. And I appreciated being the viewer. People hearing the news for the first time and reacting to it without actually ever seeing anything. Right. And I dug that. Like, they didn't need to show the nuclear war happening on Caprica. They didn't need to show the fleets being decimated. Like, we didn't, need those, counties being we didn't need those battles, right? Mm-hmm. We got a few of them, right, where the where the where they go out to fight the Cylons and their ships get turned off. And 
But overall, I'm glad they they shied away from that. It was probably budgetary. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess so. But I dug that. Yeah, but the, but when you have someone like Ron Moore putting this together, you could you don't need it because he writes. You, well, so you don't well. need it, but he can he can write it in without writing it in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He can he can set that scene without having to overtly go and show battle scenes and then come back and yeah yeah spend the spend the money doing that right. I thought the I thought the dog fight scenes were were pretty well done. I yeah. forgot about. I know that I know there's CGI. The you can tell they it's are. low it's low budget for the time. Yeah, uh, and it's gonna take me a while to adapt to that. To be honest with you, I struggled with some of the. Uh, you could you could tell it was a sci fi budget. You know, it's so interesting that you say that after we watched really bad CGI in Deep Space Nine, though, because it was real. Like it was. I'd argue the stuff in DS Nine was a little bit better. Well, off and on. Uh, I think it was different. It was different di- is maybe a better word. Well, like I'm thinking, of, I'm more think specifically thinking of like the finale, like when uh, Odo goes back to his home planet, and like that looks really bad and cheesy. What? But How the dare- scene is so important, so you kind of you you forgive it. How you, dare right? you speak like that of him? No, I will say I think the site. I think the it does get better because again, this they were just kind of throwing in a little bit of money. I'm not even talking about like the action scenes, but even though some of the ways it was shot was very, oh yeah, very overtly. I'm like, this looks like you know, keep up the Kardashians shot this at times. I think it's intentionally shot that way though, like with the shaky cam a little bit, and yeah, well, the weird silences and just it was, it felt like they're trying to fill space at times, and and okay. just some of the approach was just a little weird for me. Okay, and it I might pre- be something I have to adapt to. Yeah. I appreciated it, but it sounded like it felt like I did too. Um, at points, I did not all the time because I, you know, why I like that, the, especially those silent moments, because so such a lot is happening in the world. You know, the the world is crumbling around them; everything is falling apart. And having those moments of silence reflects probably how your brain would work in in those moments of anxiety and fear. You, like mm-hmm. you, you it, shut down. I don't think it was the, so much the way things were silent. Like the silent battles out out in space was great. Oh yeah, but silent along with the way it was shot. Okay. It just took me out of it a little bit where I'm like, all right, I have to I have to visually adapt to this. It's different. It's a different tone. Like, again, it's a different tone than Star Trek would be. I'm not even looking at Star Trek. Um, I'm looking at other series. I'm looking yeah. at it as, as a whole. I don't care about Star Trek. In if, we're, if we're talking about things about how it was shot, I some of those some of those like weird zooming in yeah. shots, I was like, what? I, I didn't really like yeah, those. I didn't like those either, yeah. It reminded me of some of the newer Star Trek. Wars, uh, JJ Abrams, JJ Abrams, lens flare, and I wonder if this was an intentional move on Ronald D. Moore's part to be like, this is not Star Wars, you know, like where he was going out of it or Star Trek, because he's. I was going to say not Star Wars. Well, they pulled, they sure pulled a lot from Star he's Wars. He's separating himself from Star Trek at this moment, right? This is a big like. Yeah. This is not your daddy's sci-fi. This is totally different. Even Which I think is the swearing. The yeah. language. Even though a lot of the characters kind of line up. Like, I was even thinking about this. Like, uh, the chief is O'Brien. <laughs> like, Oh, 100% it's O'Brien. He's O'Brien. Kira, in a lot of ways, is Starbuck. Like, their personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Adama is, in a lot of ways, Cisco, um, Except for the... Not yet. The doctor. Instead of his relationship with uh, his son. <laughs> early, early Bashir is, a, is super douchey. Oh, my gosh. But he's Bashir, not a traitor. Bashir he's is not a traitor. Bald. But he's he didn't know he was a traitor. So like that's what's so interesting about he Bald, knows now. Bald. He knows now. He knows now. So okay, you do this. You do this act, right? And you didn't mean to do it. Do you go and tell anyone though? Yeah, you find ways to. Yeah. Uh, 
Or do you keep your mouth shut? Well, no. he did. He's like, some. they found a way. Some Somehow through my program, they found a back door. <laughs> right? He tells them that. <laughs> yeah. They always do. <laughs> they always do. No, I, uh, yeah, at that point, I would. I, I don't, I wouldn't want it to get further along and then them say, well, when did you know? Right. Because if you're going to yeah, find out three years down the road and they find like out if you, he's responsible for the whole. But he didn't find out until the day of the attack. Right. Right. Okay. So let's, let's assume. Let's assume he gets court-martialed, which he pro- if he if he goes and says I I was I was in contact with one and and I the I, I accidentally yeah, did all this. Well, and he was still allowing he's gonna her get, in and he shouldn't have, right. even if it wasn't a Cylon, right? He's going to get court-martialed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you would assume through that process that it would come out that he didn't intentionally do it. He probably maybe he gets you know his 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 punishment isn't as severe. Mm-hmm. If you continue with it, and eventually get caught, maybe you get court. You're going to be put to death. Yeah. Plus, they need him at this point. He's in a perfect spot to come full forward and say, hey. Yeah, he has yeah, information. He's a, he's a genius. What, it, hap- what it happened was, but let's fix this moving forward because obviously there's some Cylons among us. Well, yeah, yeah, and then you can also say, uh, you know, he's a genius, and even he got fooled by the Cylons. So right. we're not, if, if these aren't. not fooled, any of us can. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think they would have understood it, I got, but the guy is so selfish and self-absorbed that he can't see that. And, I mean, number six is quite a fetching. Fine. She is gorgeous. Yeah. She is absolutely gorgeous, yes. especially in that red dress. Whew. Holy cow. I love, my favorite thing was the last scene where uh, Adama gets the note. Oh, yeah, says there are there's 12, 12 There's 12 of them. Yeah. And then the next scene is you see them... Uh, coming for that guy that yeah. I was fooled because I'm an idiot. I'm like, man, they're taking the wrong guy. Oh yeah, and Leobin, yeah, yeah. They, I'm like, he like picked the, right. Yeah, yeah, they're taking the wrong guy. Damn it! What? What? I'm like, I'm not a Cylon. I'm like this poor guy. Yeah. Well, I was fooled because I just thought it was him trying to push somebody off as as a Cylon to push yes. the blame off him. So I'm like, all right, you just picked the random that, dude. That's a dick move, but okay. That's and exactly he, what I thought. And then he was a Cylon, and I'm like, good guess. Yeah. It yeah. was, and it was a guess because yeah. the the Cylon detector thing didn't work. Like that was part of it. He just made it up. But then, so, so they're looking the, for changelings, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so then, yeah. When the Cylons come walking to him, I'm like, oh, there's more number six. Number yeah. six, like number six, is like she's six of twelve, obviously. Yeah. But like, I'm like, okay, seven yes, of nine. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait, my. Friend. Okay, so then my question is, because you saw what four. So four, we saw, four models. We saw Boomer, Leobin, uh who is I don't, the other I don't want to talk I don't want Boomer. So I'm talking the ones that we saw multiple. Yeah, three. we saw four. So, so four. F- was it four or three? Four. Because there was the one guy that Adama kills. Yep. There's Leobin, the guy they stranded on the station. Yep. There's six, and then there's Boomer. He had said no Boomer. So Boomer. we only see two Boomer. multiples, right? Six and the one army guy, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, you see three multiples because you see the only one you don't see multiples of is Boomer. Okay, there was extra of that guy, Leo. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. All right, so so we see we see four Mm -hmm. of the Mm twelve. So we're are we? There's multiple Boomers out there, then. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're alluding to. Just like there's multiple sixes. So then. That was the boomer that we saw at the, in the final scene. Probably wasn't the it one wasn't that's the on Battlestar boomer. Galactica. No, it's a different boomer. Correct. And we don't know it because they they did a whole bunch of uh, overlay where they said we don't know if they're activated even. So we don't know if Linda Park's character right. Boomer is activated yet. So right. 
That's interesting. Because when they die, they get transported into another body that's somewhere else, and all their memories go with them, right? So when Adama killed Just the one guy, like Dax. Just like Dax or a Wayun. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, There's yeah, yeah. a lot of similarities here, which I think is very intentional. On Ronald, Well, maybe not intentional, but like Ronald D. Moore is drawing off of what he knew and what I think works. These, I think these are pretty... I think these are pretty uh, common tropes in sci-fi, yeah. though. I'm so sure. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily he was like, oh, these are all great things that I did in Deep Space Nine. Let me just use them over here and write different characters. You're right, 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 right. No, I, th- I think. Until you went across one that has a worm in her belly, then we're like, wait a second. Wait a second. Hey, hold second. on. What's your name? Madzia? Who's Madzia? <laughs> Tell me about Madzia. Madzia Rex. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Uh, there were some interesting questions that can be asked out of this. One of them is, there's the moment where, where Roslyn is gathering all the fleet together or whatever, and then the, the Cylon Raider pops in and then takes off. So right away, they're like, we got to get out of here. If we don't get out of here, they're going to come and kill us. And they're, they have to strand thousands and thousands of people. Is that an easy decision to make? Or is that a difficult decision? Oh, the one where the, the first decision where they went back and forth with she said this is a, this is an order from the president of the of the twelve colonies. Right, I'm not taking orders from a school teacher. <laughs> yeah, I did. I dug that was that. a great scene. That was, a and good I was scene. like, I, I'm like, who do I who, who do, do I side, side with? with? Like well, Adama, he, like he's right. He is right, but like if it comes from the very f- fracking top, nice. Yeah, yeah, like. But I'm what, is sorry, the, like, what does the top matter at that point? Yeah, like, if, if, is, it's, if it's annihilation, sec- if it's total this annihilation. Is, this is the Secretary of Education. This yeah. is this is, this is DeVos. like a Betsy DeVos. This I was thinking Betsy the same DeVos thing. I was thinking the, the same thing. The President of the United States. Are you, are you going to be like, yeah, I'll do whatever you say? Actually, no. I, now, I, now, now when I put it in that context, I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm not taking orders from a freaking billionaire. Oh, wait. Well, but yeah. she seemed pretty capable. She does seem very. I love. She that. is not. She, for the record, she is not Betsy DeVos. But. She is not Betsy. I did. I love Rosalind's character because she is really strong. I like the scene where where the one press guy comes down to talk to. Um, my gosh, I'm blanking on the names because it's been a while since I've watched it. Um, I thought you watched this every night before bed. Apollo. When he goes down to Apollo, and he's like. This lady can't be in charge, man. You got to go do something. And he goes up there, and he's like, "Seems like the lady's in charge." Yeah, and yeah. walks away. I dug that. Um, but anyways, yeah. There's so there's this exchange between Rosalind and Adama, and uh, and anyways, they decide they're going to stay and rescue all the people they can. So they get all these fleets, and they have the FTL capabilities, and there's some ships that don't, and they have to abandon some people to survive. Pretty prick move by her assistant to be like, I just want to let you know that little girl is on one of the ships that isn't going to make it. <laughs> Santa Claus came and rescued her just like in Violent Night. What, what are you doing there? But is that an easy decision to make, though? Or do you? I don't it, think it's an easy decision, but I think it's a necessary decision. So get, do you feel like those people feel like they have blood on their hands after that? Or do you feel oh, yeah, like they, they can let that go? Because well, I feel like I could let that go because... Because you're a psychopath. No, yeah. this is one of the weird things, because I would want to stay for everyone. But in the same sense, we're talking about the survival of our race now. You know, there's only 50,000 of us left that okay. we know of. The president wanted to make babies pretty quick. So here, here's something that kind of bothers me. that it all, Just because of the way that this is written, it, it always has to be written this way. 
there's always a personal interest in making that decision. So in in the case of Adama, his son is on that ship, right? Yeah. There's he always wants him to abandon. There's, yeah. Well, he wants because he wants his son back. There's always a personal interest in making that decision yeah would he make the exact same decision if it wasn't his son if it was just if it was starbuck or it was somebody else that wasn't family and he he already he already lost another son right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so we're in a we're in a saving private ryan situation here aren't we yeah so why wouldn't he jump his ship to to his location to rescue his son i don't know i i just i'm I'm always like oh of course he wants him to come home but yeah that's why there's conflict. Yeah. Would he make? Would he make? Would he align with the president and make and be like, okay, I. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I. That that's part of the question is would you know, would you do that? Would, I w- I would I think I'd line up pretty close with Adama here. Oh, for sure. Me, me too. Yeah. Uh, and I, those scenes as they're abandoning the people was pretty cool too. The people like messaging them and he's, you know, where are you going? At least tell us where you're going. And he's, he goes to tell him and he's like, no, because yep. if the silence catch him like that, we'll know where, where we're cool, going. Yeah. I think what I really dig about this series is the, um, they show the emotional impacts of all the decisions being made really, really well. Right. And the trauma that it can have on these people. Right. Like having those messages play as you're getting ready to jump out and leave them behind. They're like, "What are you doing? Why are you leaving me? Damn you! You know you're you're gonna burn in hell for this as you're warping away, surviving." And- but I, I, I thought that I thought that was very subtle. Another subtle way that uh, Ron did put it's it's a very subtle way that he approached how powerful the Cylons are without doing it overtly. You know what I mean? Like, we can't even tell you where we're going because the Cylons are so powerful that they will get that information out of you and we'll be dead. Yeah. Without actually having to write that dialogue. He only wrote, like... Didn't need to say it. Yeah. We realize how powerful... Yeah. He said he wrote it in one line. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is it. you know, I didn't even think about that, how impressive of a writing job he did Mm -hmm. based off of that. Because you do feel the threat of the Cylons really and it's, it's and I mean, Six is terrifying and gorgeous, I but she's well, terrifying all the thing, the all thing the is, like, he, he has a daunting task of setting up a whole brand new enemy, right? Yeah. And, and selling you how dire the situation is. Mm-hmm. He does. I don't. I feel like he doesn't waste time. Every yeah. everything he, he writes for for the Cylons mm-hmm. is it just builds upon how powerful they are yeah. without having to do it in a way that like beats you over the head with it. Like right. you don't. With there aren't scenes where they're position. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. There aren't scenes where they're beating the shit out of people. No. There are. You get instead of that scene, you get the scene that we just talked about, where they're like, "We can't. T- we're not telling you well, where we're." Where we're going. It's kind of similar to that first time the Gemma Darwin round where they took yeah. the ship and ran it into what looked like the Enterprise. And you, you yeah. knew it you was You knew a real right threat. then and there, those people are legit. Yeah. Yes. But even even that is a bit more beat you over the head with it. It's, it's a visual sh- like, yeah. holy shit, they're gonna, they're, if they're willing to do that. Well, I agree, but I said But the, the sentiment, you're yeah. right, the sentiment is is the same. It's like with one with one act. Yeah. Listen to you guys talk. I got I to gotta ask you a question. Yes. Um Six is her name, right? Yeah, six. Where's she at on Barney's crazy hot scale? Oh, she's she's <laughs> oh she's in the top she's right corner, top right? Here, man. 
And she's a religious zealot, too. Like, that's the thing. She keeps talking about God's will is for them to be together. God is love as she's murdering yeah. people. So the top right corner is incredibly hot and incredibly insane, right? She's right she there. She is Trisha Helfner. She is number one on that list. She's not number six. No. She's number one. Yeah. She, she is gorgeous. She God is, is God is love, murdering people and giving handies all at the same time. And she's so she's so freaking tall too. Is that she one really scene, that tall? Yes. Next, and James Callis is really that short Baltar. Like those two standing next to each other, where she's like a foot and a half taller than him. Yeah, but then when you hug, it's like yeah. cleavage time. Yeah, yeah. She was on Chuck once, and I'm like, she didn't seem that tall on she's that show. Tall. She's very tall. Um, that. Did you catch earlier in there when she was seeing the baby that she accidentally snapped the baby's neck? She did, did she accidentally do she it? She didn't mean to do it. She's Because she was talking about, these things are so Oops. delicate, it feels like you could easily break them. But I thought she, because the thing started to cry, she's like, shut up. And break, no, break I think it was an accident. Because her, <laughs> fa- her face I mean, shows her going, oh, crap. And then she walks away. Like And even when they showed her face, she oops, was my bad. It looked She looked distressed, but that's why I'm, I was trying to interpret that. I'm like, did she, she did I that think, on purpose. I think I broke that one. Yeah. She's 40. She Oh, wait. She's only 5'10". In real life, IRL. That's a that's that's above average. Above, above average for that's very tall for for yeah. So that guy is that short. Uh, James Callis. Let me see how tall Holy he is. Five three. James Callis. Four foot nine. It doesn't have his height. It has yeah, hers. He probably, had it scrubbed from the internet. Probably because <laughs> she uh, used to be a model, and he or was he not. requested his height not to be on. There. No, he had, yeah, he had it scrubbed from yeah, the internet. He probably did. Who knows? But. Uh, yeah, so she's for, she's forty eight, um, which means when the, this show was filmed, she was in her twenties because it's twenty late, years ago, late, wasn't it? Tw- late twenties, yeah, two thousand four, so eighteen mm. years ago. Okay, so goodness gracious, yeah, good for her, yeah, good for her. Okay, characters that stand out, characters you hate. Number six, you stand out. Yes, Baltar. Love him or hate him? Hate him. Hate him. Oh, see, I yes, I do hate him, but uh, I, I like his character. I love Starbucks. You Do like you yeah. like Starbucks so far? Yeah. She, I love how he comes to apologize to her. Yeah, he, she's like, uh, get bent. Like, you're a prick. And a drunk. You're a drunk. You're weak. Yeah, but she was right. She's right about it. Yeah, and, the, and, and the scene after is, is him going through his office, throwing away his boo, like staring at his booze and like sort of reevaluating. I like him. Well, he threw it out. Then he was staring at it afterwards. I know. So. Well, yeah. that's what drunks do. They, yeah, they say they're it's done. It's hard. It's very, it's very difficult. Addiction is very difficult to break. I dig him as the XO, too. The one moment where he's like, you're either the XO or you're not. When he had to make him make decisions and he didn't want to do it. I dug that. The decision to let all those people die. Like, again, I think why I really like this is it feels like you're on a real military ship, right? It feels like a submarine. It, uh, well, it feels like an aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it's designed to kind of be, right? It's a it's a battleship slash. To me, this is carrier. like if to me, this is like Top Gun, the series. Yeah. OK. In, in yeah. a way. Yeah, it is. And you will see Who is Maverick. Starbucks. Uh, Starbuck. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, those actually, other Adama. Yes, yeah, Starbuck is Maverick, and then um, I think Iceman is Adama. Ice, is, is Iceman Apollo. is Apollo, right? Because he's like you're dangerous, and, yeah. and he says that he about did, he, Starbuck. He yeah. did. He said. He said the only thing he was the guy shirtless and playing volleyball. He didn't do the teeth. He didn't do the teeth chatter. We didn't do that in top pods. We really should have. There wasn't the scene for it. That's true. There wasn't. Yeah, we could have worked it in. But so another one. So show meeting. Should we do the shower, the the sh- the post shower scene yes. where we're all in the locker room? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Signing, sign me up. I'm yeah. I'm down for it. I'm down. I'm game for anything, as you know. I'm, I'm writing that down. Um, 
the one what was her name? Oh gosh. Top Pod 2. Yeah, Top Pod 2. <laughs> That's a Patreon thing, people. I like uh, I like the character of Billy, who's her aide, who's like oh, this, this Billy. And, oh, and Billy! Just, he randomly gets kissed by the woman in the like wow. communications officer, and she's gorgeous. Billy too. the Virgin getting kissed by the the, the Cylon, right? No, D. she no, she wasn't. It was uh, the no, communications Candace officer, Candice McClure. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Her D is who she is. She's from South Africa, by the way, um, and she's gorgeous. There's a lot of there's a lot of attractive people on here. Apollo's not a Apollo's a good looking guy. He's a good looking dude. He's a good looking guy. Um Captain Adama is not. No. No. La Bamba. He is not a good looking man. Well that's okay. That's okay. Uh he's been through some shit, man. Yeah. Um Saltai, not attractive. Saltai, who's that? The XO. Okay, no. Colonel Ty. Aaron no, Torrell. What did I call him when we watched it? Uh Battlestar Galactica, John McCain. Oh, John McCain. <laughs> yeah. He looks just like him. And it kind of tracks with his character, yeah. too, a little bit. So, uh, yeah. What other um, characters do I like? There was... Okay, so the, you have Adama as the the cap, the commander. I like I like Adama. Adama's a good guy. Laura Roslin is the, now the president. She stood out the most, probably, to me. She was great. I liked her swearing-in scene. Like, the, the nervous... Yeah. You yeah. know, like... I like... And everyone's depressed. Like, What's the show... What's the show where... Um, Designated Survivor? Yes. With, Thank you. With Kiefer Sutherland? Yes. Yeah. Damn. Look at, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Uh, you have Starbuck, Kara Thrace, Captain Lee, Apollo Adama. Guy. He seems okay. He seems okay. Kind of, I'm, I'm kind inter- of a prick. I'm very, well, I'm interested in the dynamic between him and his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably what stands at the end of the second part of the miniseries. That, that was oh, when, he goes, when he goes to talk to him and the dad's like, no, not, not tonight. We'll do this another time, Captain. Captain. Well, okay. So, can I can I tell you guys something that I thought about, and Rob's gonna hate me. That that uh, interaction, that relationship, reminded me of what I hoped for from the visitor. Yes. So, yeah. He said. So the scene is like we're not. Gonna, we'll talk later. He dies after that, right? Yeah. So you have that. Who died? Right? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Apollo. Yeah. "Quote unquote" dies. Yeah, and so that conversation in his in in Adama's mind never gets to happen. Yeah. So then he's he's left with all that regret, and, and it would influence his decision. It would influence his decision, and and all of this stuff. And then seeing his son come back is like getting you're getting that second chance, right? Yeah. And that's when he goes and visits him and gives him that hug, and. That, that's to me that is what to me that's that's what the visitor that's i think what the visitor was trying to give me or what it gives rob and, and a lot of the people that that view it and is that is, that's a second chance exactly and i think this is where so my viewing of battlestar galactica influenced the way i felt about the visitor for this reason and and a lot of the characters arcs in general is a lot of this stuff that happens should be impactful we should feel it in the character arcs and you didn't feel it in the character arcs there's nothing in this show that gets forgotten there's nothing like it, that, that it carries over that Everything. hug between adama and apollo oh yeah like the end. i felt i felt it yeah like it's important it's a, it's a big and you can see it on apollo's face where he's like he's like fighting finally leaned into it yeah, yeah he's like i don't he's got a, a lot of shit to 
process with his dad. And they're not but, like, done with it, yeah. But it was like he kind of just let go and like <sighs> took like a like a sigh of relief. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll just he sort of leaned into the emotion that he was feeling coming back to his dad. Well, and it's interesting because it's it's a moment where. The whole point—I think the whole point of that hug is—it's a safe spot. It's a safe. Pl- He's been living in anxiety. He's been living in the fight or flight mode, and and this hug is a, a moment where he can let his guard officially down. And you see it in him. You see it in Odama. You see it in in Lee. It, uh, esp- you know, in in spite of this war going on, mm-hmm. there still is the love of family that exists. And to me, that's because. Really, no matter what, your parents, your mom and dad, your parents should always be there. Yeah, like should even, should. should always. Yeah. Be. I'm not. I'm not going to say they they will because they In should. Some capacity. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you know, like it, it might be down the road, or it might be something that you've had uh, conflict with them or whatever. But eat way down underneath all of that. Underneath all of that, the foundation is. It should be that no matter what, when it really comes down to it, when all the every, when all the chips are stacked against you, everything you're in the corner. It's the last ditch effort. Your parents should always be there. Yeah, and that's, agree with that. to me, that's what that hug is. It's mm. like I, I I know that we've had. Doesn't matter how flawed you are. Yep. The love doesn't matter is how eternal. Yeah. I was wrong. You were wrong. We have a lot of things that we want to say to each other. We might not even like each other right now, but no matter what, I'm here. Yeah, like. Mm. I'm. You're that's I'll, deep, Joe. I want to give you a hug now. After that, can you can? <laughs> that's deep. That's deep. I like it. Um, finishing the list of characters, you had Boomer. Um, you have Trader. But do you like Boomer or not? Well, actually, up to so, that moment, wait, the, the real that moment, yeah. So there's well, a remember, real, but there's a real Boomer, right? No, no, they're all silence. They're silence. Okay, so they don't they don't assume they don't assume the form of no, someone that already they're exists. They're all constructed. They're all yeah. They're all oh okay. And remember what six said: some Cylons don't even know they're Cylons. They're sleeper agents until they're activated, like changelings. Hey, like that, like the one guy was that guy? Did that guy not know he was a Cylon? Leobin? Yeah, yeah. The I reporter think, oh, or whatever. It. I think he knew. He, he knew. Well, he was super adamant that he was human. Oh, though. Well, what are you going to do? You? <laughs> You're about to get murdered. And you knew this. This atmosphere, the storm is going to like wreck you, and it might not allow you to transfer into a new body. Listen, Plus, you had a new all, job. We're all aware that I would get duped. I've been duped by every show we've watched. That's true. That's true. You have. Oh, every show. You mean the one? Uh, I've been duped by Scrubs for a whole <laughs> season. <laughs> um, you have. You also had the chief. Uh, you, we didn't get to see much of the chief so far, but yeah, there's. I liked his limited interactions, his like, yeah. getting in the face of uh, the XO, like 85, you know, or 45 seconds. That's all I needed, 45. I, And then him going to Adama, like trying so the, to ta- tattletale on him. So what do you feel, how do you it. feel about that? Oh, I'm totally on the side of uh, the chief on that, or not on the chief, uh, the XO on that one. That's a good call to make. You have to make that call. You lose the whole, sh- this is very similar to you lose all the people or you abandon 2,000. Right, the needs of the, the many. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm. We lost eighty five people because this. We're going to blow out all of our bulkheads if we if we don't. Maybe everyone will. Maybe yeah. You're exactly. You want to take that risk though? I don't. Is you don't. You don't it? trust your chief of engineering. No. Okay. 
I mean, that you don't trust your chief of engineering with an engineering decision. Not when it comes to his primary thing was trying to save those eighty-five people. No, I don't. The chief, is, his, that's motion right there. The it's chief not logic. is trying to save eighty-five. The XO is trying to save the entire ship. How many people are on the ship? Do we know? Did it eighty-six. Say? <laughs> I would assume a couple thousand, like an aircraft carrier. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it mentions. Um, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll look it up, but I'll do that off the air and kind of. I like. Uh, I like that. We watch this show. I'll be the one that doesn't pay attention. Yeah, I like. I like that. Their solution is like, all right, listen, we need to have sex. Everybody here, partner we up and start, start banging. Baby. I love like it. just start. But it's true. I mean, the extinction of yep. the human species. What are you going to do? Well, you got to just start. You go rabbit, full rabbit you mode. Gotta, you got to go nuts, man. I order you. Yeah. N- number six. <laughs> okay. But you can only so. They're, so they're not human then, right? They're technically the Cylons. No, they're no, no, not. no, not the Cylons. The other, the characters. They're human. So they're from Earth. This is a story. Earth is from them. Because huh? one of their colonies that they what settled was drugs? Earth. They all they established the colonies, and then they well they they all went off on their separate ways. So, so some went to Caprica, some went to the other colonies, some went to Earth. Earth is the thirteenth colony. Right, five thousand people. By the way, five thousand on, on Battlestar on... Galactica. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes them approximately. Makes it's like an aircraft. Carrier. I'm trying to do the math on how quickly they can repopulate. Fifty thousand people. Yeah. I mean. So let's say let's assume half of them are female and can carry. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming that I'm assuming that in this show only females can carry a a, a child. You are correct, term. sir. So we got twenty five thousand potential hosts, which is the most sterile way of of. Uh, calling out motherhood, but that's what it is, right? Can you imagine that gangbang? So then, <laughs> so every let's let's call it every year, once a year. What an orgy that would be! Oh my god, <laughs> fifty thousand people! You just walk into a conference room and it's like, turn your head right. and just dick everywhere. Uh, oh, we got a team meeting, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I still uh, haven't recovered from the last one. <laughs> no, but the, I, basically, I'm assuming that you can only get pregnant once. You can't get pregnant while you're pregnant. It's the same physiology yeah. of okay. normal humans, right? So then once a year, you can have 25,000 kids. Well, but twins, triplets. Okay, so let's, let's call. Just, let's say once a year you get 30,000. I think they could repopulate pretty quickly, honestly. And then, so yeah, you get 30,000 a year. and then Everyone how, would have to have four or five kids to really make sure it worked. I think honestly, I, I think if you're if you're going that mode, uh, I, I think you would just ha- start having babies until you're phys- either you're physically unable to do it anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, not they're, not, they not just four to, or five. We're not to pass a law. Be like you have to continue having children until you have, until you die basically. Yeah. Until you're unable to. Um. Okay. What about the music of the show so far? The tribal beats and everything, like for the dog fights, where they. I thought I I liked that. I liked the dog fights. Yeah. The to me the music was it wasn't impactful. Okay. So it was just I think in the I first I actually agree. So I think far. in the first episode it was more noticeable than the second one. I would agree so far and that actually surprised me. I remember really loving the music and I don't know if it's because this is not Bear McCreary yet. Bear McCreary so did, takes over. Do you remember loving the music of the series as a whole? Yes. So we're but we're only watching the first. Yeah, we're watching the first mini series, so, and we have. I didn't. I don't think it was bad, but I. Go. I don't think it would be very very far down on my list of things to pick out like and discuss. Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought I thought I think the dog fight scenes were probably where I noticed it most. Yeah. And that's only because that's kind of all there was. There wasn't a whole lot of dialogue or anything. There's thrusters and rockets. Yeah. And that's fine. I, I, it sort of set the scene. Yeah. But in a way, in a way, like I'm going to reference Top Gun again. In a way, there was that heartbeat beat in those in those uh, dog fight scenes in the original Top Gun. Yeah. And it, and it sort of set the tone for the anxiety that you have yeah, you inside the jet. The mu- you didn't want the music for those. You want, right. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought I thought it, it played well there. Passable. And other otherwise it's it average. Yeah. Yeah. Average. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I wasn't super impressed with it. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we go into rating, or is there anything more we want to talk about with this? I'm fine with rating. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we can okay. rate. So we're, are we going to keep track of our ratings just like we, we should? Yeah, I'll make up a spreadsheet. Okay. I just okay. haven't had time. Okay. We're going to rate miniseries part one and two as one part, or do we separate them out? Uh, I'm going to rate it as one part. I, I mean, I am too. I'm going to go separate. I guess you could do separate, because there's very clear distinctions. I agree. Um, I disagree. I I disagree with you disagreeing. I agree with your disagreement <laughs> of me disagreeing with you agreeing with me. So I will say, okay, I'll start us off. I will say um, as, as a rewatch goes, now that I'm, I don't, this one wasn't as good as I remember it being. Four. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. And so I'll give the first part, part one of the miniseries, I'll give it a six. And part two, I'll give a 7.5. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. In total. Wow. So you really liked it. I did. It's right on there with Emissary because I think you gave it that an eight. Yeah. I, I, I really liked it. I think it's, I thought it, I think it sets up well for the, for the show. Uh, it, it definitely set the scene for a lot of things that I wanted, I want to know about. Yeah. And I thought the Cylons were very compelling. And for a show that I'm completely unfamiliar with, and starting just with the miniseries, I thought I thought the characters were compelling enough immediately. They are very compelling characters. Yes, it wasn't it wasn't like a slow build in 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 some regards where you get this like I don't I don't really know about this character. I kind of get what everybody is. Yeah. So yeah, you immediately feel some of these characters, and right? I think that's part of I think that's part of I think the feather in the cap of Ron Moore because he he wrote this as the miniseries. And you, if all you're writing is this miniseries, and you're you're just you're betting on this being a success, then you have to give what the you have to Which write is, those characters as you have to write their personalities forward. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to flesh them out enough where you can know the characters, but not so much that there's nothing left. There's nothing. You don't have to take advantage. Every scene, you gotta tease yeah. them almost, but yeah, yeah give enough to them. Um, I did 6.5 for the first one. I did 6 for the second one. Wow. Yeah. Less for the second one. Yeah. I thought the first one, maybe it's because we watched it together. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. I thought the, especially the end of the first episode kind of roped you in a little bit more. And then the second one didn't, oh, yeah, didn't take the, that forward Yeah, to me. Because the second... The, well, yeah, the, at the beginning, the transition. Again, the end of the second episode was was good. But that whole, I felt, I just, it didn't speak to me. Okay. Okay. Like I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay and good. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, there's eight more Cylon models to see, right? I, I just, I don't really care about her to be honest with you. Her? Who? Yeah, six. And it just doesn't do anything for me. Like what? The character. Oh, it's, I love her character. I, 
Didn't do anything. It did a lot but for I me. Have, I have, I have the, <laughs> again, this is this is where it's interesting because I'm the only one to have watched this, so I know where these characters go. So this is very similar to you when you're trying to review it. You try to review it like, I don't know anything that's coming ahead, but I do. Right. And that, in some way, does influence the way you rate things or think of the characters, which is why I love Six, and it's why I love some of these characters. Oh, now we have one. to think of a show that I've seen that you two haven't seen for our next rewatch. I know, right? That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Real quick question, though. Going off this for a second. Mm -hmm. Did you watch any more Lost? I have not. I'm going to watch some today. Boo. I'm going to. Boo this man. Boo. I I have to write a sermon today. Um, As as you know. As you know, I'm a pastor. Oh, I didn't hear that. And I I got to write write a sermon today. Uh, God is love. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? She would get a lot of people in her church. I'm just yeah, she would. Yes, her church has one specific goal: hand to God. She <laughs> would. You watch any more Scrubs? I did. I finished the first season. Okay, any better? Yes, it's it's better than the first episode. I uh, to me, I think the first episode was the worst of the season. Yeah, which is not so, kind of what you want. Yeah, but yep. um, for me, it got better. Um, I, so. My notes. I don't have. I didn't. Don't I didn't do anything real. Just quick. Uh, first season overall, I'd probably give a five and a half, which is good considering where you started. Yes, I think. Would I give it a two or something? Yep, two and a half. So I would say five and a half overall. I like Doctor Cox. Um, you always love the Cox. Always. And the comedy. Now that I'm getting to understand the characters a little, little more, the flow of it all. It. it it flows better. The comedy flows a little better. It's not my it's not my style yet. It's not what you guys have been like revering for years yet. It has potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the I like the their use of music and I like the kind of the silliness of JD's some of these scenes where he's like imagining oh, things yeah, and when he's off in his own head. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 stuff. Yeah, it just zones <laughs> off. Yeah. Some of the subtle comedy is is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think my was the Todd in season one at all, the t- the high five guy, Todd, Sexual? the surgeon. No, no, he, no. He doesn't know the no. Todd. He, he knows the Todd as soon as you say the Todd. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the janitor. The janitor's great. It's funny. Yeah, janitor's um, incredible. It's pretty good. Okay, five and a half is like I. I remember the finale of season one being really good, where Jordan comes out and basically oh, roast them all. Yeah, roast every great. single one of them. Mm. I slept with him, and it was good. <laughs> no. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was wonderful. Yeah. So I, uh, it's not my favorite show. Nor uh, do I expect it to be. But it's better It's better than I than it started. Okay, yeah. good. Season two. Uh, I'll start season two soon. Okay. And then I'll start season two of Newsroom for... And I'll watch the second half of the Lost Pilot. What? No, I'm going to get to it today, I swear. Oh All right, so before we uh, start to zone out here, or zone out. I've zoned out zone for an out hour and a half. We more. have a viewer voicemail uh, voicemail to listen to. Here we go. Hi, my name is uh, Cole. I'm Hi, Cole. Washington, and uh, hopefully I got the right number. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Come to the right place. driving to work, so sorry if you hear some or whatever. Uh, At least it's not potholes. Something I saw on YouTube was a video talking about how each captain was sort of the anti of the previous captain. Yeah. So starting with Kirk, 
to Picard. Usually plays loose with the rules. Then you get Picard, who's very much a stickler for the rules. Mm -hmm. Usually not too emotional, very uh, logical with his approach to things. Mm -hmm. You have Cisco, who's very much emotional. Yep. Um, and then you just have Janeway, who's just psychotic. <laughs> it's true. She and is. Archer is your typical hetero, cisgendered, white male. Yeah. And uh, that's, in my opinion, part of the reason why uh, Star Trek died there for a little bit. But, yeah. So, <laughs> not all that. Not all of that is what made Star Trek what it is. It was... <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't call with the plan. <laughs> cool, I love it, thought. man. So, uh... Hold on. That's happy like... Happy holidays. Good luck, guys. <laughs> That's like me. I'll be honest. I totally checked out on my own thought. I, 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 okay, listen, I Cole, so I love you. Him. I love yeah. Cole. Yeah. Please call back if you remember. Uh, just call back. Yeah. Um, because I have, I've been on this podcast for over two years or almost two, two years, over yeah. two years now. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done that probably a dozen times. I will start a sentence and by the time I'm halfway through, I'm gone. Yeah. I don't know that's, what, I don't know all, what I'm saying. We've all done it. I've done that on this show multiple times. I love and, it. Because I'll start out. I'm like, I'm going to make a very salient point. And I'm going to get halfway through, and I'm like, uh, Frank Costanza at Festivus, I'm like, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> halfway through, I'm just like, and I, you got you to gotta wing it. Yeah. And sometimes you don't. And Cole. Uh, you got it, Cole. You, that, that fits right into this show. But he had a very good point. Every captain's the anti of the other one. I did like that point. I, well, I don't, Horny I, Kirk, who is I didn't know all that. Emotional. Picard, who we as see. Stoke as they get. Yeah. And asexual. No. Uh, he he gets some. Yeah, he I'm gets just... some. He goes to Riza and he has his little statues. Too. Wait, he has he goes to Riza. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody goes to Riza. Yeah, he does. Uh, and then you get then you go to Cisco, who's very emotional, and then you have Janeway, who is kind of psychotic because there's moments where she's very much by the rules, and other times where she's extremely emotional and goes off the deep end. And then you're he is right actually. Archer is like the most straight, like stereotypical white guy. It's response to nine eleven, you kind of. You Hit played it, it safe. Yeah. Yeah, you played it. And actually, they did a 9-11 kind of story arc in there. With, with Zindi? Zindi. Yeah. yeah, it was stupid. Um, so good point, Cole. Thank you for calling in. And uh, keep calling in with your Star Trek stuff um, or call in with your Battlestar Galactica stuff now. You don't have to do that. No, we, we still have to do that. Yeah. Or call in with your uh, Washington traffic stories. Yes. Yes. Do those how, things. How do, they, should, how do they drive in Washington? We should tell people one day that we're recording and make the phone live. They call us on like while we're recording. We'll oh, that'd be great! That'd call be fun. Call in. Call in live. We'll set that up sometime next year. We yeah. could. We could do that easily. Yeah. 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 But gentlemen, oh. that's it. That's it for today. It's sad. This is the end of the day. Um, but you can follow us at Cardassian's Pod on Twitter. At Galactic Pod. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can uh, follow us uh, uh, on Instagram. Instagram at Keeping underscore Up underscore Cardassians. <laughs> Uh, YouTube, yeah. Keeping up the Cardassians. Patreon. We just released a gem. Oh my gosh! On Patreon, two five ten dollar tiers. Join it because join it. Cry, you're, vomit. You're gonna cry and you're gonna gag vomit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dry heat. <laughs> that's not what I was that's going not for. That's not vomiting. That's not what you're going for, Anyways, dude. Anyways, everyone, it's been great. This is Nick. This is Rob. This is Joe. Thanks for keeping up with us. <laughs> Bye. God damn it. <laughs>